0: The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluesteak Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.
2: Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with a Monday edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I'm driving home from the team's training facility in Marietta, so I thought I'd use my time as efficiently as possible and record this podcast. I want to give you a heads up that at the end of this podcast, I'm going to have uh, interviews that were taken today with Julian Gressel, Jeff Lernowitz, and Eric Lometty, all of course at London United Players, discussing a variety of topics, mostly focused on the upcoming MLS Cup game against Portland, which will be held Saturday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I just wanted to share a few thoughts uh, with you regarding Atlanta United in the playoffs. kind of a appetizer, I guess, so to speak, for what the rest of the week is going to be like. Uh, it's a little bit different this week. We're getting availability every day, uh, so that's nice. Uh, we're going to get to talk to uh, Gerardo Martino uh, both today, this afternoon, uh, and then again later this week. Uh, we're going to get to talk with... Uh, Portland coach Giovanni Severici, uh later today and again this week uh, so I'll have some notes from that posted on AJC.com or you can find them on my Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC or on my Facebook at United News. Now I did a, a podcast or I was a guest on a podcast yesterday Uncle Sam's podcast uh, and they asked me about a tweet I had sent out a couple of days ago about if Atlanta United had not lost to Red Bulls at the end of September, would they have advanced this far in the playoffs? The theory I was positing was that it was an eye-opening defeat in terms of the intensity that Atlanta United was going to need for the playoffs. They didn't match it that day against Red Bulls. And did that intensity need to be kick-started with a formation change? Uh, and I think that the two things are interrelated. If you have just now become an Atlanta United fan, at the end of September, they went to Red Bulls in Harrison, New Jersey, a very important game. They could have pretty much wrapped up the supporter shield with even a draw. Instead, they were beat fairly soundly, two to nothing. Their intensity could in no way match Red Bulls. I'm not sure what team in Major League Soccer, maybe even Liga and Mackeys, could have matched Red Bulls on that particular day. Um, but then they followed that up a month later. Uh, that opened the door for the supporter Shield again. They obviously followed that up a month later with an egg at Toronto. That cost them the supporter Shield, which was won by Red Bulls. Martino, putting an emphasis on minimizing mistakes in the playoffs, switched to a three-five-two formation. That, combined with this recognition of the team needing to be more intense, kind of sparked their run in the playoffs in which... They are 3-1-0. That's three wins, one loss, zero ties. Uh, and outscored their opponent 6-7-2, to I believe. So I think you're going to see that again against Portland in what is going to be just a fascinating tactical game, I believe, because the Timbers are very, very good at sitting deep and counterattacking. Atlanta United has kind of adopted the same approach in the playoffs. That's not to say that Atlanta United can't get on the front foot. They have and did against Red Bulls and NYCFC when they needed to. Um, but they have to be very, very wary of doing so against the Timbers. Portland showed how dangerous it was at Mercedes-Benz Stadium earlier this season when they had a back five and Lenny United was running with a kind of a 4-3-3 formation, which was a bit different for them at the time because they typically had used a 3-5-2 with Nagby in the middle. Um, Darlington-Nagby, that is. So anyway, it's going to be a fascinating battle. I'm going to kind of stop talking now because I'm going to have a few more podcasts this week, but I wanted you to be able to listen to, first, Julian Gressel, second, Jeff Wernowitz, and third, Eric Rometti. I'm going to start with Gressel. All right, question
3: for Julian. Is that your playoff beard? Yes. Just <laughs> <Thestetic> beard. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, last time I shaved, I think, was right before Toronto game. Yeah? Okay.
2: So what do you remember about that first Portland game at Mercedes-Benz and and how that went?
3: It was a, a game where I think we had a, a lot of possession. You know, they, they sat back. They actually played with a five in the back. We actually played with a four in the back. Um, I think we had, you know, like I said, we controlled the game, but they were really dangerous on the counter. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think it's it's kind of who they are a sense anyway, you know, where they, they're very compact, um, good on the counter, you know, obviously have quality players all around the field, and attacking third, obviously, and yeah, that's, that's really what I remember, and then they, they found a goal in the set piece, you know, they got on set pieces, and we go down 1-0, and uh, yeah, I end up scoring in the second half to make it 1-1, one one, but ultimately I think it was not enough in terms of, of kind of, um, yeah, just obviously we, I think we, we deserve to win in that, in that game.
2: Is Darlington kind of the key to y'all's tactical flexibility between that three-five-two and and the four-two-three-one or four-three-three?
3: In, in what sense? You know?
2: Well, that he can kind of morph around uh, between being a holding midfielder or defensive midfielder or kind of being an attacking guy.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think we have a few guys like that. You know that uh, that can can change positions. I would probably say me included, where where you just have a certain mindset, uh, you know, and then obviously that that changes kind of how we look on the field. Um, But ultimately, I think it it just, yeah it depends on what what the coaching staff want want from us uh, in those particular games. Have you already
0: gone back and watched that game, that match from earlier this year?
3: I watched the first half last night, yeah. Is there
0: anything, Um, looking back on it, that, that stood out different than maybe you remembered it?
3: Uh, I didn't really remember much of it, you know. That, that's why I just, uh, yeah, just wanted to refresh my memory a bit, you know. And obviously rewatch it just because I'm obviously going to need it this weekend. Um, but like I said, I think it's also obviously a different different type of game, and, and they played a different formation back then. They, you know, we played a different formation. We had some guys there, like Mikey played, I think. You know, as a left back, he's not going to be available this weekend. And so it, it was a different different type of team that that we put out there. Um, that we'll, we'll I think we'll see this weekend.
2: What makes uh, Valeri Blanco and Chara so good as it's, it's kind of a triangle in the middle there.
3: Yeah, those are good players, you know. And, I mean, you see the kind of goal Blanco scores. I think that, that kind of shows it all, you know, where well that says it all. Where it's like like he's dangerous, you know. You got to step to him, and you got to be really aware of once they enter the final third of what they do. And then Valeri, I mean, he's he's been obviously he was the MVP last year. He's been he's been a great player, you know, really great guy to actually get to know him as well. Um, so it's definitely, yeah, just uh, just good guys. You know, that, that have really a lot of quality. They play together really well, and you know, Chara is, is like he, he breaks up a lot of things for them, and he's he's kind of dirty work, like you know, worker out there, and, and kind of frees their back a bit so they can be free in the final third.
2: This is the last week with Martino. Um, are you are you trying to kind of appreciate it as much as you can, or is it just a, you got to focus on the cup?
3: Kind of a yeah, I think uh, we can look back and appreciate it. You know, I, I think that's really what it is about. Mm-hmm. Because it would be it would be a great ending if we can win the trophy. You know, all together. Obviously, with his last mm-hmm. his last game as well, and then we'll look back on a, on a great two year two mm-hmm. years uh, with him. And uh, yeah, but this uh, this one's obviously huge uh, for us to get not not just for him, but. You know I want to win it myself just as much <laughs>
0: <Is> <laughs> you're, you're obviously not from around these parts, but how familiar are you with Atlanta's tortured history in the in, in big games?
3: yeah, I mean uh, we are you know, I think we all are i I sat in front of the t v when the when the Pats you know came back and then you the talking in the Super Bowl and then you kind of you kind of hear all the stories about it and everything, but um I also think that you know we've come come to this town and kind of changed everything a bit, you know. where – from a whole sports perspective point, I think.
2: Now you're going to hear <coughs> Excuse me. me. Right. questions for Jeff? The uh, triangle, Chara, uh, Blanco, and Valeri, um, how do you try to limit their effectiveness on Saturday?
4: Well, I think you have to get as close as you can to them. I think that we've got numbers defensively that can do that. Um, they're three talented, experienced players, so... Um, it's going to be a challenge, but I think the closer you get to them, the the less time they have, the less opportunity they have to to make a special play.
2: This is going to be kind of an odd thing for Nagby, I assume, uh, facing Portland. Going back to when it was announced he was coming to Atlanta United, what were your thoughts and expectations?
4: I was excited. I mean, I'd heard rumors about it before it happened, Um, but you get another great player um, in the locker room, another talented guy, and um, at the moment, everything I had heard about him was that he was a, a really good person as well, and to have to have him here has been great for the team. Um, but at that at that time, I was really excited.
0: Mike, Michael Parker has told us last week, you know, kind of talking about how he was telling the team kind of what to expect and his stories, trying to lift MLS Cup. Are you the only one to win MLS Cup? Almost Nagby. Nagby. oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but what 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 are you kind of imparting on on your teammates here to give them
4: wisdom? Um. Well, I think I, I haven't really spoken to them much about it yet. Um, and what I said on Thursday night was that we've got a lot of guys in the locker room that seem to be ready for a big game, um, especially the, the foreign contingent players seem to, to be up for big games whenever we have them. So, um, I mean, one thing I'll say is that when you do win one, it's something that they can never take away from you. You know, it's always yours. Um, People can explain away who should have won, why you won, why you shouldn't have won. But in the end, it's yours. It's in your pocket forever. And uh, I think that that's something to to play for. It's something you maybe you can't really understand until you have it. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's the thing about championships is that they're yours forever.
0: Does it feel more special for you now at this point in your career kind of having this opportunity so late where a lot of players, you know, when they're coming to the end, they don't get that opportunity to play on on such a high-quality team?
4: Yeah, I think about it more. Um, I mean, Mike and I were were pretty uh, spoiled and also unfortunate at the beginning of our career. The first three years we were in MLS, we were going to the final. Um, The league was different. It was smaller and, um, you know, it made it seem like it was easier to get to I think now it is much more difficult I think that um, especially now going through the teams we've gone through has been been tough Um, it makes it um, a bigger feat for sure and yeah so at at this point in my career it's it's something that I've realized how difficult it is to, to get to it's been a while since I was in one so Um, The opportunities don't come around all the time.
0: What does that look like when you're imparting wisdom on the guys? Are you standing up in a team meeting or is it one-on-one conversations? Yeah, I
4: dim the lights and everything. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you just just kind of
0: pull guys off to the side and say, you know, here's my experience. No,
4: guys guys end up just coming up to you and asking questions or saying, oh, you know, what about this game or what about that time? And, And you just try and tell them. I mean, it's, you know, usually the guys that are speaking English, usually the guys that have followed the league for a while, um, and they'll say, "How you know? What about this game? What about that game?" So, um, you try and give them a little insight. You try and explain to them the facts. Give it to them straight, because I think that they're going to find that this is going to be exciting, but it's going to be a lot harder than uh, than they think.
2: I'm just imagining you bringing in a smoke machine and kind of. Smoke. No, no.
4: <laughs> I mean, it's it's usually the, the same guys, and it's usually, um, you know, curious minds.
2: Did you get a ring for the MLS Cup? What did you get?
4: We did. We did. We, we got a ring. Um, took a while, but we got
2: one. Okay. Yeah. Where is that now? Where do you keep it? Out of curiosity.
4: Uh, I think it's at my parents' house okay. um, in Pennsylvania. Yeah.
0: For
2: you guys, can we take a lot from the,
4: the June matchup between you guys in Portland? Um, I don't know. Possibly, but. I don't know, the the players are the same, the personnel is the same. But, you know, within the the kind of stretch run of the season, the middle of the year, a team traveling cross-country against a tough team, I think that it was a different set of circumstances. But I'm sure we can absolutely watch the film and say, oh, you know, this is what this player does, this is what that player does. But the games over the last few weeks are obviously the more pertinent ones.
2: Last game with Martino. Uh, is it something you're trying to appreciate this a little bit more this week or is it just there's too much at stake to get distracted by sentiment
4: Um, I think when you go into a game there's a million factors that that go into your head about why you want to win this one's has the more glaringly obvious ones Um, but it's certainly one of them yeah I mean um, when we win on Thursday night it's kind of you look over to the coaching staff you realize how happy they are and you know, that's a testament to the work that they've put in, and I think that it's a bit of um, validation for the work that they've done and the questions that have been asked of them over the last two years at times. And um, so th- this game is, is, a, is another step for, for them, and it's another step for us, and it's certainly one that I think that we want to, um, to to give to them.
2: Is there a single most important thing that you've learned from Martino and the coaching staff this past two years that has kind of stuck with you?
4: Is there one, or would you like me to give you one? No, is there one? It's kind of two different things. <laughs> if um, there's
2: one, would you like to share it? Um.
4: No, I don't know if there's really one soccer thing. I think that there's been a million soccer things. Um, it's been it's been enjoyable, though. I mean, one of the best days of the week for me over the last couple of years is the day when you get to to sit down and watch the coach break down film and break down the other team. It's, it's enjoyable to watch kind of go into a game feeling more confident than um, you would otherwise because you feel like you have all the, the necessary information and, and what it takes to, to beat a team. It's almost like you're sitting down to play a board game or a video game and someone's giving you all the cheats. You know, everyone's <laughs> telling you exactly what's going to happen. Um, Tata has that kind of prophetic nature where he's he tells you what's gonna happen and then oftentimes I've I've seen the exact thing happening games. Did it happen in this recent game? It happened in the first game against Red Bull, the goal that got VAR. You know, we practiced knowing that they were gonna try and get to the ball to the back post, try and win the first ball, and then you have to watch the area around the penalty spot. Hmm. And long wins the header. It comes down, Bradley Wright comes out of nowhere and he's He's very close to the penalty spot when he puts the ball in. Hmm.
0: Uh, you, you mentioned this league kind of being much different than your first few years, and I think that um, nothing underscores that more than the facility that we're in right now. So this is kind of a two-parter. First of all, it's just kind of what it means to you as a player to be able to train here every day. And then what was it like seeing Arthur at, at New the kind of the one who's made this possible?
4: Yeah, well, to the first part, uh, it's something we talk about all the time, especially when we're here on weekends and we're training and maybe there's kids out here playing as Guys on the side field, we always say, man, if I were 15 or 16 and I walked on a field like this, I think I would have just kind of laid down and rolled around in the grass for a bit. We wouldn't have been able to believe it, looking at some of the fields that that, that we trained on as kids and um, that we came up playing in in clubs who were 15, 16 years old. And then even in the league, um, going some places that we've gone on preseason, going some of you know, some of the training facilities we've trained on during the year, um, it's a far, far cry from, from, from then. And it just shows that, you know, a guy like Arthur and the, the people that he's hired in this club want to make something real and want to make something legitimate. And they want to, they want to give their employees every single opportunity to be as good as possible. And, and that's what you want from a boss. And, and you also, you want a boss that, that truly cares and that's a guy that shows up when you win a trophy and is on the field no matter who he is, no matter what business he's been in or you know how successful he's been in, in, in other ventures. He, he cares about his team, and, and he was there, and he was happy. And I think that he was kind of swept up and, in how excited we all were, not only to win, but to, to see him and to feel like, yeah, this is our community. Take two
2: more. Jeff, as a veteran, do you tell the young guys...
0: Uh, Julian said he was going to embrace the moment. You kind of have done that balance of enjoying it, but also
4: staying focused. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's too much of that, that that needs to to go on. I mean, when you when you step out on the field, especially when you step out on our field, it kind of is something that we've done so many times. It's something that you've at first it was difficult at first when you came into the bends it was like man or they opened it up to 70,000 and you're like wow this is different but now I think that we're getting kind of used to it we're getting used to the big occasions and um so I don't think I need to explain that to anybody but um it's, it's going to be another fun fun experience for everybody um fun experience with city and I, I think the guys will be focused on on the match itself one more all right, thanks, Jeff. Thanks
2: Jeff. You. Now you're going to hear Rometty, and it is Rometty, is how you pronounce his last name. And a player whom I think has been the arguably the second most important signing amongst MLS teams from the summer. The first was obviously Wayne Rooney with DC United. All right, questions for Eric? Uh, you weren't here for the first Portland game. I was curious what you know about the Timbers and what will be the key to winning the Cup
1: no aquí para el primer partido contra Portland, ahora arrancamos la semana y vamos a preparar el partido según el estilo que tiene Portland. así que ahora arrancaremos la semana y veremos cuál es la clave para ganar el partido.
5: We'll start the week off and just kind of figure out what the keys are to win against Portland.
2: Um, last game with Martino. Uh, you've only been able to, to work with him for a short time, but I was curious, what's your best memory of playing under Martino?
6: ¿cuál es la mejor memoria que has tenido jugando abajo de Martino? Porque a la última con él.
1: No, nada, creo que el estilo de juego que tenemos es, es de la forma que quiere que juguemos. Y nada, la verdad que es un, un técnico que intenta atacar y proponer un buen estilo de juego, así que ojalá el último partido sea de esa forma.
5: Yeah, I you know. The style of play with Martino is one of the best things we've learned. And you know, coming out of, like, going to do this game, we, we just want to figure out those keys.
1: and okay, okay. Oh, we,
5: we want to finish playing the way that he wants us to play.
0: The, the day that you arrived here, I remember you came in early morning at the airport and you came to this facility. What do you remember when you first stepped in this building?
1: It
5: was an incredible building and just incredible infrastructure that this club has, so it's just been incredible.
0: How much has it helped you to be able to practice in a place like this, to be able to train in a place like this every every day? Um,
6: ¿Qué tanto te ha ayudado a poder practicar, entrenar en, est- en un edificio como
1: aquí? Sí, exactamente. Tenemos todas las comodidades, así que hace mucho más fácil todo y el grupo de trabajo y todo facilita mucho las cosas.
5: It's really helped us made everything with the team and just having the great accommodations to be our best.
2: Jeff was saying that Martino can be prophetic when scouting the opponent and, and giving y'all keys to the game. He mentioned the the goal that was disallowed against Red Bulls in the first game. I was curious if you had an example of something that Martino pointed out in the scouting reports that happened during a game.
6: Que dijo que Jeff ha podido ser ha sido muy bueno en buscar esas oportunidades donde pueden defender y todo eso y Martino dijo que eso ayudó a quitar el gol contra los Red Bulls. Me um, estaba curioso si algo salió de ahí que Martino dijo ustedes.
1: No, 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 sabemos que, o sea, no teníamos que tener ninguna falla y jugar un partido sin errores. Y creo que la defensa está muy bien. Creo que todos los partidos de playoff estuvimos muy firme, entonces sigue siendo positivo seguir así.
5: Yeah, we had a very firm playoff. You know, our thing was to not make a lot of errors during the game, and it's just been positive.
2: Do you have any
6: personal relationships with
1: any of the Argentines on Portland's team? Juvenil, pero muy poco
5: with Luca Melano, I played in like, the national team younger days, but mm. I've just kind of played in front of them, not anything else.
2: Okay, I was curious if you were excited to Test yourself
5: against
6: Valeri and, and
1: some of those guys. ¿Si y Blanco son jugadores que están en muy alto nivel.
5: Yeah, it's always great to play against players like that in that caliber. So, like Valeri and Blanco, they're
0: have you
2: played me the final? And then, uh, at some point, either before or after this podcast, I don't know which, uh, I'm going to post a story about Darlington Nagby, who of, of course was acquired from Portland uh, last December in a trade. Uh, a little bit surreal for him to be facing his old team in the MLS Cup, but I hope you'll give that a read. Again, you can follow me at Doug Robertson AJC on Twitter at Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast, Southern Fight Soccer, on iTunes. Please rate it. Please share it with your friends. And please subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, my employer who has graciously allowed me to cover Atlanta United, wherever it may be. I think I may be the only beat reporter in the country that has been given that luxury. So anyway, thank you very much, and I'll talk to you later.